baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Monday evening edition of its news to us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories and uh, a lot of big news coming right out of the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, not surprising given we went into the Thanksgiving holiday with a lot of heavy news. Uh, it's just continuing. November's been a strange month. Let me just tell you, it's been a, been a lot of stuff in a lot of places. Yeah, for sure. So uh, this, this was a weird story. Um, that, that uh, sort of dropped in our lap this morning. It is re- it's heavily Virginia-related, although it took place in California. Basically, a former state police trooper, which state police have confirmed, drove or went to California. I shouldn't say drove. Traveled to California, got there somehow. According to police out there, killed three people, and drove off with a teenage girl and then was killed in a shootout with sheriff's deputies out in uh, San Bernardino County, California. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very weird story uh, that apparently involves catfishing and a guy who was with the state police department only a month ago and had just recently been hired in Washington County in Southwest Virginia. So this is just a, a strange story that this, you know, he was in law enforcement and, and yet all of this happened. Yes. And I, I believe uh, he also uh, set the, the house on fire, right? In between allegedly killing three people and uh, right. abducting. Yeah, they, they, they accused him of, of, of arson as well. Primarily it appears to attempt to burn the evidence. Um, but, uh, basically according to Riverside police, um, he had contacted this girl online claiming to be someone else, traveled to California, parked his car at the neighbor's house, went to the house somewhere along the line, killed, um, and they didn't say it was the girl's grandparents and, and mother, but, um, two a couple in their sixties and a 38 year old, and then drove off with the girl. Now the girl is unharmed. She escaped um, during either before the shootout or during the shootout, but escaped Mm -hmm. unharmed. And she's uh, with uh, protective services out in California, but you know, state police say that nothing came up during their training of him. Um, and Washington County said they received no, you know, nothing in their files to lead them to believe that he was capable of doing this. Yet, clearly, something went on here. <laughs> so um, it's 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 just a, a very interesting story. I think we're going to probably learn more information as time goes on what led to this. But then again, with the suspect now dead, you know, maybe the story does in fact end here, but it's a very, very uh, strange, uh, strange story out of uh, 
Riverside, California and San Bernardino County, California. So mm-hmm. um, the story we ended last week with on Wednesday was the, the unfortunate uh, mass shooting uh, and killing of six people um, at a uh, Walmart. At the time, we didn't have a whole lot of facts um, on the case. We knew that seven people were dead, including the shooter. And we were starting <laughs> to get some information um, on who the victims were. We've now learned that all six were fellow Walmart employees, including the shooter who would be the seventh person killed. Um, he yes. actually killed himself. But um, what else did we did we learn over the weekend? This, of course, coming as there's going to be a vigil tonight, actually, probably, you know, prior, it'll probably have occurred prior to most of you listening to this. But mm-hmm. what, did, what else have we learned in regards to uh, this case from over over the Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah. So, um, like you said, all the. Uh, all the victims were Walmart employees because it uh, apparently uh, took place in the break room at this, the employee break room at this Walmart as sort of the shifts were about to change over into the overnight shift. Um, and since uh, Wednesday, uh, Chesapeake police have found uh, a note on the shooter's phone. It's 11 paragraphs long. Um, and you know, the, from what police have said, um, and the excerpts I've seen, it's it's somewhat rambling, doesn't, doesn't make, uh, an enormous amount of sense, but sort of shed some light on, uh, this, this guy's sort of thought process. Um, and it seems to suggest that, you know, he wasn't really planning this or at least for very long. Um, he, he says in the note, I never... I, he says something to the effect of, I'm sorry, I never planned this. Uh, I just feel like I feel like I have to. Uh, he says something about how he feels like he's compelled by, uh, you know, something. And uh, that seems corroborated by the fact that police have said that he legally bought the gun that morning. Yeah. So he never had anything on his record prior to this that uh caused him any trouble in buying this handgun um and he did it that morning so that seems to align with this idea that you know for whatever reason uh he was compelled to do this sort of impulsively yeah that that it sort of just came to a head and that you know you know he he acted that day um Mm -hmm. And I know that there were there, you know, from various interviews that I've seen, seen, you know, over over the last several days that, you know, there were some people who were surprised by this. Others who were less surprised. I don't want to say that anyone expected a guy to come in and shoot, mm-hmm. shoot up. a, But that, that he was considered a supervisor to avoid, um, you know, and that um, also that he apparently targeted certain people, but not others. But. You know, it, yeah. there's been mixed stories on all of this. Yeah. Going through what the AP has been reporting about this one, the, the note seems to suggest that he was a somewhat paranoid guy. You know, he, he says he's talks about being pushed to the edge uh, by this belief that his phone has been hacked and he felt harassed by the staff. He was the supervisor at this Walmart. Yeah. Uh, it's worth noting. And, uh, uh, but yes, dirt, like in the break room while all of this was happening, uh, a woman who had just been hired like a few days prior was hiding under the table. 
And when he saw it was her, he just told her to go home. Uh, whereas those who were killed had all been working at this Walmart for a while. So it's, you know, this was a, um, I'm sure we'll get more information as it comes out. But like you said, it was a, uh, it, not necessarily completely random in his mind, at least. Yeah, un- under- understood. And uh, like we said, there's going to be a vigil tonight. I think there's actually also a Chesapeake uh, Chesapeake City meeting tonight as well. This is information that I've seen that you may or may not be privy to, um, <laughs> where they're going to discuss some of the response, not necessarily response, how the police responded, but how they're going to help the victims and the victims' families um, from this. And there may be discussion of that tonight, um, but obviously a uh, you know a story that's going to continue on for some time, you know as is as is the other story that you covered. Um, yeah, you know the it, my gosh, UVA really uh, the shootings of the foot the killings of the football players was really only you know what I, it seems like it was a month and a half ago or maybe two <laughs> months ago, and it really has only been like a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I, I want to say as I'm looking at the, it actually was only two weeks ago. That yeah. is, that is, yeah, two weeks ago. That is shocking. It seems, it seems like it's been forever, um, just with everything that has gone on this month. But uh, you covered. Um, now, normally we don't do a whole lot of sports, um, you know, news conferences. We do on occasion, but today you covered the Virginia Tech uh, press conference in part because. Uh, they were talking about the game that ended up being canceled for for last Saturday, the Commonwealth Cup. What did Virginia Tech's uh, head coach have to say about uh, the game being canceled and uh, the whole situation and what they're going to do for the players who, who lost out on the last home game? Yeah, he, he said it was a really, you know, tough decision. It was a tough team meeting when he had to tell the players. Um, but, you know, he said, obviously – uh, I, I think his words were football in these situations takes a back seat and rightfully so. Um, but you know, the, the players and especially the seniors, uh, are pretty disappointed, uh, in missing, you know, their last game in lane stadium. So sort of in, uh, in place of that somewhat they're, they're having like a small banquet recognizing the seniors and then the seniors are going to be honored at uh, Virginia Tech's uh, basketball game against UNC on Sunday. Um, they're going to be brought out to the court. Um, yeah, it was uh, Coach Coach Pride, you know, really just emphasized it was uh, a tough meeting, uh, but he's thankful for the players and happy they're finding a way to honor the seniors somehow that actually would have been number one unc up until this past week when they lost two games so it's a they're not yes. no longer the number one team in the nation coming to coming to blacksburg but yeah no it, it, it has been very impressive to see virginia tech deal with this situation um especially given its its arrival um you know and mm-hmm. and watch them now if there was one school in the country that understands what uva is going through it is virginia tech um for, for anyone who, you know, remembers 2007. Um, but it has been very impressive to see, see, see the way that they've handled this, um, you know, from, from honoring UVA at their, what was their final football game to, you know, just the, the agreement to, to cancel and to, 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 you know, talk about, you know, 
how, you know, how football had to take a back seat. So it's been, it's been impressive. So like, like I said, when we started this, a very weighty um, podcast, again, uh, this whole month has been, uh, been a lot of news. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately tomorrow I'm, I'm sending you to cover an, an, yet another weighty story uh, when we uh, got the funeral for the, uh, the Chesterfield family that was shot and killed um, in between the UVA shootings and the Chesapeake shootings. I can't even remember the date now because there's just been so much going on. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was, a, I want to say it was a Friday, but I can't remember right off the top of my head. Um, but uh, you know, where the family was killed, the, you know, the three children and the, uh, and the one mother mm-hmm. uh, was killed in an apparent uh, domestic shooting. So we're going to continue with yet, yet another weighty story in November. So this has been uh, the Monday evening edition of its news to us. For David Lefkowitz, I'm News Director Matt Demline. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.